What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of No Reserves Radio. Post off Christmas, I have a new setup. Alex, how are you doing? Hey, how's it going, guys? How's it going, Angelo? Merry Christmas to everyone. We are recording now on the 26th, so Christmas has passed by. When you listen to this, it's almost New Year's Eve. So I hope you have some very good holidays, very good festive season. And yeah, NFL is almost done. Two more weeks, and we're we're packing it up to to the to the playoffs. This is likely going to be our only episode this week. I think I don't know. I don't know if you want to do a fantasy episode tomorrow, or if you just want to wrap it all up in one. But it might be better to just wrap it all up. I fit, yeah, I think so too. But it's the holidays as well, like folks won't want to listen to us to the to the same extent as they usually do. Of course they'll want to listen to us. Now, ah, but they left this one, which is much bigger, and it's better for the travels. True. It is a lot better for travel. So, Alex, I know Ren was very, like, tongue-in-cheek about advertising the one-year special episode. I'm not. We did. We recorded the one-year. You, unfortunately, weren't there, but I did have a few statements from you in there. Um... I actually have a clip I want to A, preview to the audience, and B, show Alex. This is Austin talking about you, Alex. Go for it. In fantasy football. You ready? Go. Yeah, yeah, fellas. So, um, things happen. We'll move along, right? I took advantage it, of him when I was young, when he was younger. Fantasy okay. football, yes. Okay, that was not the contest that I heard. That, that, that was is just... the context. That is yeah. the context. So yeah, that yeah. and much more coming on the first. So it's it's going to be a really good episode. <laughs> Yeah, unfortunately, I couldn't make it. The cold got to me very strong uh, that day and the 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 day after as well. I was pretty rough. Really couldn't do anything about it. But yeah, I as you said, I dropped a few statements there for you to read out, just to Definitely. be a part of it. All your statements got read. Don't worry. Don't worry. Perfect. And you caught a few strays, so perfect. Oh, I'm used to that by now. Yeah, so. Okay, Just okay. potato, potato, right? Yeah, potato, potato. <laughs> so, what game did you watch during the Christmas season? Well, the game that I watched the most of was the Monday Night Football game. Because I was really interested in that one. Because, again, that was... And I believe it might be the first time, if I'm not mistaken, that the upset of the week actually hit. So, yeah, congrats on all of you. That were with me on this on this Baltimore Ravens bandwagon, but apparently first, it's going up. Yes, might I be was, the first time. I was completely wrong about the 49ers sacrificing the Baltimore Ravens. That there was, was no sacrifice ouch. here, Angelo. There was no. You're right. There was no sacrifice of the Baltimore Ravens. Honestly, this is probably the best Ravens team I've seen, which is kind of ironic because it's a year Joe Burrow went out. So. Um, the game I watched was the Cleveland Browns and the Houston Texans, which was an absolute manhandling. 
That was that was a good. I like that game quite a lot for my fantasy team. <laughs> this guy, Cooper. That game was Cooper. lovely. Amari Cooper absolutely melted faces. Like I saw the seventy-five yard, the seventy-five yard touchdown was actually called defensive pi. So he caught the ball through pi and still ran it to the end zone. Um, there's just and when I saw that I was like, oh, this is not going to be good for the Houston Texans, and it wasn't. I don't know. I don't remember the last time I saw someone drop 50 fantasy points in a given week like that. Uh, I'm sorry, Jesus. And it's it's always the ones that you expect, isn't it? It's like everyone expected Amari Cooper, of all people, playing with Joe Flacco, of all people, to drop around 50 on their semifinals of the fantasy play playoffs. Just great. <laughs> Someone said there's a world where, granted, it's not happening right right now, but there's a world where in the first round we see Joe Flacco heading the Cleveland Browns in Baltimore and Matthew Stafford heading the L.A. Rams in Detroit. Yeah, that's going to be a weird <laughs> timeline, isn't it? And, so, like, it's not that's not what would happen right now, but there is like a scenario where that happens, and that is, and if that happened like in the second round, that would be really weird. I'm not gonna lie. And let me ask you something, because I remember a few weeks ago when Flacco took, I believe it was the second start, or I guess it was the first start, because the the first one he came in in relief of uh, Darian Thompson, Thompson Robinson. Robinson, yeah, DTR, who got injured. So in his first start, you actually watched that. It was versus the Bengals, if I'm not mistaken. And yeah. I remember you made a comment because we were playing that week, if I'm not mistaken, or it was the week prior to us playing. And I had a decision between a few quarterbacks, one of which was Joe Flacco. And I remember I was talking with this um, about this with you. And I believe it was even on the show. And when I mentioned Flacco, you said something al along the lines of, I don't have it in my bingo card, or I don't. I don't necessarily necessarily expect Flacco to come in and play good. So that's not that was not on your bingo card. It has it been now what two or three weeks, two or three weeks, and you've watched at least one Cleveland Browns game. I think it was two with the the Bengals game as well. So. Yeah. As your sentiments on Flacco changed, because what I've seen from him, he's been playing pretty well. So, you don't get the Ohio broadcasting that I get. Okay. I, I don't know how to describe how the Ohio broadcaster talk about Joe Flacco. They talk about him as if he died, came back to life, and then started for the Cleveland Browns. That's how they talk about him. I mean, metaphorically, I mean, he was left for that. I mean, he after he moved on from, from Baltimore, I believe he got one year in which he was a starter, if I'm not mistaken. I, I don't even remember the team. The and then he went to the... Was it the Jets? I, I think the Jets was the year after or something like that. Because the Jets were last year, if I'm not mistaken, right? I'm looking up Joe Flacco right now. Hold on. We're going to see. I think it was. Pro football Wait. reference. We're going to see. Game started. He started eight games in Denver, nine games. Oh, that's Baltimore. 
Yeah, no, it, yeah. it has to be it, it Denver. Was the, he started eight Denver, games yeah. in Denver. Yeah. It was Denver. Then he went to the Jets. Um, then I believe uh, in when he went to the Jets in 2020, that was not the year in which he played. He was just a backup then, wasn't he? Uh, he I played for the Jets that. for three seasons. Okay, okay. So, yeah. He, but he started for the Jets. It was last year, if I'm not mistaken, right? 2022, yes. He started four games yes. for the Jets. Started four games, yeah, exactly. So, after that, I mean, he looked pretty rough. Uh, and he didn't even get a an, an job until, like, the Browns came knocking. Now, maybe that was just the O-line. The O-line has been atrocious ever since Zach Wilson came in. The O-line has, ever, has always been atrocious. So when Flacco was there, the O-line was bad. And now Flacco comes in, and he is just throwing dimes, man. I mean, it's back to back to back. I, I, hasn't it been like three straight games in which he has had over 300 yards passing? That sounds... It, it it's really like weird it. looking at... So he played four games for the Jets, and now he's played four games for the Browns. I mean, yeah. He, atten- <laughs> he had... I, I was thinking, like, okay, maybe the Browns just gave him more of a leash and he's slinging more. He has more pass attempts for the Jets. Yeah. But he's dub- he has double the touchdowns for the Browns. He has 300 more yards. He has more interceptions, obviously, but let's go to sacks. What sacks? He took three more sacks with the Jets. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, and this doesn't show the pressure here, at least that I have. It doesn't show the pressure. And I'm guessing he was much more pressured with the uh, with the Jets versus with the Browns. Oh but yeah, I mean, oh, yeah. Browns' so... offensive line hasn't been completely healthy, so it's not like this top three offensive line that we said it was going into the season. But it's still like the only offensive line I think I could I could confidently say is worse than the Jets is the Panthers. Yeah. But I mean, he has four starts. He has he's three and one in those starts. He has he's averaging two and a half touchdowns per game. Uh, see, yeah, a lot of picks. I yeah. mean, he's averaging almost two picks a game. He's averaging three hundred and twenty-seven yards passing per game. I mean, he's just doing it all, and it's it's some like the, I don't know. In the games I've watched, some of those picks have been bad. Like, yeah, but like, then it's I don't also know. like he had one pick this past game in which is like. It was the end of the half. It was an El Mary, and it ended up being picked. Okay, I'm that's not, sure not that's work. not a bad pick. That's yeah, not a bad pick. Like, I, that, that was also I'm, in talk, there. I'm talking about the pick against the. I think it, it was either the Steelers or the Bengals, where that was the Bengals. Like, I think where he had a guy on an in route, and there was two DBs in the vicinity, and one DB bumped the wide receiver, and he still threw that in route, and and he just threw it right to the DB. Yeah. I remember that one. I mean, yeah, sure. He has had some bad picks. Not gonna take that away from him. It, it has happened. But, I mean, he's playing well enough with the Browns. And, like, it's a team that doesn't even have a run game right now. Like, they are struggling yeah, so with Jerome Ford the and Browns, Kareem Hunt. The Browns' injuries have been ridiculous. And, For by sure. the way, Kareem Hunt looks slow. He looks, looks really slow. <laughs> it looks like a slugger out there. It's just like... He's just pushing around. And yeah. they have plenty of, of injuries on defense as well. Yep. I mean, he's just making do with what he has right now. And the team is, is playing well. I will say, I hate the way Kevin Stefanski offensive coordinated the Vikings. 
the way he's working with what he has now is just masterful. I, I got to give him credit where it's due. Kevin Stefanski is doing a great job. Yeah, you really didn't like him. <laughs> no, I hated him. I absolutely hated him <laughs> for fantasy football reasons, but you hated him. Yes. So, do you think this will last, the Joe Flacco? Do you think eventually the other shoe drops? What do you mean? Do you, who else are the Browns going to get? No, uh, I'm saying, do you think they can build on this and make a deep playoff run with Joe Flacco? Or do you think that the other shoe drops? Uh, so, I don't think they can beat Baltimore. Okay. Right but, now, if the season ended after- right now, they would face Jacksonville. Jacksonville? Yeah. Is Trevor Lawrence healthy? Uh, he seems to have a bit of everything right now. So, no. Not no. They're I probably wouldn't winning. say, yeah. I wouldn't say that's the right word to describe him. Honestly, that now that I'm thinking about it, I think the... So, like, it, it's a give and take thing. The Browns are obviously flawed in the offensive perspective. Their offensive line is banged up. A lot of their weapons are banged up. Their quarterback is is banged up. Joe Flacco seems to throw. It's it's kind of it's kind of like it's. I, mean, I hate to use this comparison because I I think there are multiple tiers between these two quarterbacks. But Joe Flacco kind of has the same issues that I have with Josh Allen, where the pick's probably going to happen. The thing is, the Browns' defense is a top defense in the league. So, you need a team that is going to take advantage of the turnovers when they eventually happen against that top defense. I think Baltimore... I think there's a case for Kansas City, even though they don't look good, and we can go over that. They do not look good right now. They have a lot of struggles, but I'm never going to discount a Patrick Mahomes team in the playoffs. Although I think go ahead. Sorry. You want to know the most interesting game or yeah. Second round matchup where I don't know who I would pick the Browns versus Ooh. Miami. Yeah. I have no idea how that game goes. I could see it going both ways. Yeah. I agree. It is like, it is a tough game because Miami has shown the ability to put up massive yardage and massive numbers in terms of scoring. Yes. But they seem to struggle a lot when something just isn't perfect. When Tua gets pressured, when an O-line piece is missing, when an offensive player is missing, they just get out of sync and it goes bad. Yeah, they struggle against teams with good defenses. Yes. Because and good their pressure, defense, especially. Yeah. And because their defense usually... I don't think their defense is a playoff defense. I'm sorry. It has some nice pieces, but it, it's so... It, it can crumble so fast. Yeah. And it's a team that doesn't really handle advers- adversity too well. It strikes me as a team... For example, KC... 
Um, when they faced San Francisco in the in the Super Bowl a couple of years ago, they faced yeah. a lot of adversity in oh. that game. They were down massively, and they pulled through. Yes, they were. I think that, that turned whole run. The whole yes. run. I'm pretty sure they had three 14-point comebacks in that run. Yeah, that was the run in which they were down for massively versus the Watson-led Houston Texans as well. And they come back for that. I, I think Miami's offense is probably much more explosive than that Kansas City Chiefs offense. But I don't think they will get out of those holes because mentally they aren't as resilient, I think. That's fair. So, yeah, when things don't click right away, it I gets think our ugly. playoff predictions are going to be very interesting when it comes yeah, to that. For sure. Our Super, our Super Bowl prediction from last week maybe might suffer some, some changes. We'll we'll tune on that after the predictions, no. after no, all no, of that. No. no? Okay. No. But yeah, um, I think I think Cleveland has a sneaky chance here to do something funny. Like I don't I don't think I would pick them in most slots, but it's they are much alike, and I guess we'll we'll transition to that game. They are much like the, the 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 Rams in that sense, in which it's like it's not necessarily a thing a team that you would be super super high on because it's it's a backup QB with almost four years old and a team full of injuries, but it's Rams. not a team that you want to face. Wait, yeah, but it's what? not a team Stafford? that. Uh, I thought Stafford no, was no. there the last game. No, I'm saying like this is for the Browns. I'm saying for the Browns, they have a backup QB. Oh yeah, yeah they have all of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, but it's okay. not a team that you want to face first round of the playoffs, much like the Rams. It's not a team that you want to face in the first round of the playoffs. Because they are not super well, like, the team isn't super well-versed. Like, the the O-line the isn't great. The defensive line is young. The linebackers are young. The DBs are young as well. And But then it's like, when things click, like... If you tell me right now Dallas faces the Rams round one of the playoffs for some weird reason, because it's not scheduled to happen right now, but if that happens, like I would bet my house on the Rams, because I think the Rams right. would run right. over the Cowboys. All right, here's 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 a thought experiment. I'm going to give Bill Belichick his flowers, but I'm also going to take him out of this. Bill Belichick is a great coach. We're taking him out of this conversation. Who's your top three coaches without Bill Belichick right now? Right now, like not historically, just this season. This season. Okay. I would say Shanahan. I would say Harbaugh. And I would say... Uh, I'm tired. Between two two guys, and I'm gonna go with the flashy pick here, and I'm gonna say McDaniel's. McDaniel's and, Dolphins. Yeah, yeah. No, McDaniel's the guys who got fired from the the Raiders. I that wouldn't that be too shocking. It's a, it's for a you. jam. <laughs> that wouldn't be too shocking for me. Yeah. From... Do you think it's any different? Yes. Okay. I got. I got. Three, some... then. I think it's 
I don't. I can't say it's pretty easy. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Give me Shanahan. Give me Andy Reid instead of Harbaugh. Harbaugh. Okay. Give me the McVay. McVay. Okay. McVay is, I don't think I would put Andy Reid here this year. Uh, like, historically, is probably. I guess that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. That's but... fair. And I said this year. Eh, yeah. If it's just this year, I wouldn't put Andy Reid here. Because the team fair. has some massive, like, issues right now. And, like, it's been the same issues that they've had since the start of the season. And coaching hasn't changed any of that. It's still the same sure. exact things. Like, the receiving core isn't good enough. And when it's not good enough, Mahomes doesn't have the, the confidence that he ha- that he usually has with his wide receivers. He gets he flustered. The picks comes. I think he has the, I think he has the... I think he has the confidence. I just think that they they fuck up and they trap passes, dude. <laughs> but yeah, but that's why I don't think he has the confidence. Yeah, it, it's not that he doesn't have confidence in himself. It's that he doesn't trust his wide receivers. And you see, and I think what I saw that a lot this past game, in which I saw receivers that were getting open. But Mahomes chose to run instead of throwing it to him, to them, even though he had the chance to, because he didn't trust them. He didn't trust them not to mess it up. And I think it's pretty really? simple. I mean, that's yeah, what you saw. I, I saw I saw some of that this week. I saw instances of that with Reese James. I saw instances of that with Rasheed Rice. But then it's like he makes the passes and the wide receivers drop them. So I can't really blame them. Blame him. But I think it's something that affects the offense overall. Because if he can't trust the wide receivers... And now even, even Kelsey's failing him. Now Kelsey's dropping balls that he usually doesn't drop. So what is your temperature on the Kansas City Chiefs as far as panic goes? One out of ten. One being, we're fine. Ten being, like, abandoned shift. Just for this season, obviously not. Just for this season, of course. I'll put it like this. Mahomes has never had to go on the road in the playoffs. I don't think so. Correct. No, that's a correct statement. That is a correct statement. He will have to go on the road this year. No matter what, he goes on the road this year. Yes. Well, he's going to win the division. Yes. But he... So but he will go on the road. Assuming it doesn't lose. Jet <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which would put the, the, the level of of concern at a 10, of course. But I yeah. think the concern level is at a six and a half right now. I think it's six and a half? Yeah. yeah. Leaning to a ten, to a seven right now. Because I think this team has no shot of winning a game in either Miami, in either Baltimore, or if for some weird reason, if they have to go to Buffalo, I think Buffalo finally cleans them. Takes them to the cleaners and ends it. Yes, I don't think... Yeah. 
I think Buffalo is the matchup they want in the second round. I, f- I mean, that would probably mean they are going to stay at home. They are going to stay at Kansas City. Unless yep. Buffalo manages to win the last two games and Buffalo dro- and Miami drops on. That would mean the game is in Kansas City. I think even in Kansas City, Buffalo would end it. I don't. I don't. I think Buffalo right now, even though they had a pretty iffy game versus this Chargers, and I'll give them a pass on the Chargers for not blowing them up because it's the new coach effect, right? No, it's it's a real thing. It, it it's a real thing. Like you saw players quit on Staley last week, uh, the week prior, when they got completely destroyed by the by Raiders. the Raiders. By the yes, and this this week you saw those same players player their ass off for that interim head coach, and it's like it's it's a motivational thing. It's like the team was done with Staley. They have nothing. For that coach anymore, it was done. Constant like deflecting, uh, deflating the the blame or deflecting the blame to to other units, to the offense, to that position, uh, to that specific position. All of that, they were done with that. He was out of the door, and they played their butts off for the new interim head coach. And I think whichever team they faced, they would do better than the the Las Vegas game. And versus Buffalo, they show that. And Buffalo still won that game, even though it wasn't a massive blowout, as some expected. I think the current Buffalo Bills would beat any team on the board in the AFC, bar the Baltimore Ravens. Really? I think so. All right. I'll be crazy. Yes. I think if Baltimore gets the one seed, Baltimore is not winning the playoff game. <laughs> You're crazy. I'm crazy? You asked for it. You said, call me crazy. <laughs> I'm calling you crazy, man. I think that I don't think there's a chance that happens. I think, think Buffalo wins at least two games. Baltimore, you mean? No, no, I'm saying... Oh, wait, you said Baltimore doesn't win a game? If, if Baltimore gets the one seed, Baltimore doesn't win a game this playoffs. Oh, then you're even more crazy. I understood the Buffalo Bills. In my mind, you said <laughs> the Buffalo Bills, and I'm like, yeah, <laughs> Buffalo... Okay, I understand. You've been hating on Buffalo all year. I understand that. You're telling me that if Baltimore gets... I don't know, one of the, oh, one of the, maybe, I don't know, the Colts, the, the, I think they beat any of these guys. I think they beat the Braves out of Jacksonville, for example. Time out, time out, time out, time out. Does the one seed not get a buy? They get a buy, so they would face. They would face the winner of that game. They wouldn't face a Jacksonville, Uh, a Baltimore, exactly. I mean, then it's like, do you? I think they would beat Jacksonville, so I, I, it's impossible for them to face KC. Or Are you Miami projecting Jacksonville to win a playoff game? No, no, no. I'm saying it's impossible for them to face the second or the third seed in the in the second round. I think 
Yeah, I think yes. that's, that's yes, that is yeah. impossible. Okay, okay. So then it's like Jacksonville. I think Jacksonville would get destroyed. Cleveland. I'm pretty sure Cleveland would get destroyed because of what you said. I don't the think Cleveland would get. I think that'd be a better game than you than you think. And you think um, maybe it's a better game than I would give them credit for, but I think I think they might the win that game. Think the Browns Dude, defense this... is just a bit better than the Ravens defense, but the Ravens offense will be more clean. I think Lamar is playing some of his best football right now, and I, I can't think... dispute that. Yeah, and I think that they're just a tad bit less mistake prone than the Cleveland Browns. So then it's like Buffalo. I think Buffalo is the game that would... Like, no team wants to face Buffalo in the AFC, in my opinion. And then it's like the Colts, it's like whatever. The Texans, it's whatever. The Steelers, it's whatever. And I'm sorry, but the Bengals would be whatever as well. I think they win all of those games by, by double digits. I'm telling you, these predictions are going to be great. They are, for sure. And now that we're talking about Baltimore and Lamar, uh, the futures market took a big swing with the San Francisco game. And we talked about this. We said that this would probably be the game that decided the MVP race. And prior to Monday Night Football, Brock Purdy, was minus 250 to win the MVP. Lamar was plus 450 to win the MVP. Currently, Lamar is minus 200 to win the MVP. And Brock Purdy is plus 2,000 to win the MVP. Plus 2,000. 2,000. Wow. Yeah. McCaffrey is actually the second player in the MVP race. He has the plus 450 odds. Not Tyreek. Not Tyreek. Tyreek is not even in the top six, I believe. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Tyreek, because I don't think right now that there's a feasible chance that he breaks the record. Yeah. Because he had under 100 yards versus the the Cowboys. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. He had 99 yards on the dot. Versus the Cowboys, which means he is currently has sixteen hundred and forty-one yards, and with two games left, that would be almost two hundred yards per game to get the record. It seems impossible, especially because they faced the Bills the last game of the season. Big, big swings there. Coach of the year, I'm not sure it took a big swing, but it f- still feels like Harbaugh is, is undervalued quite a bit. And Dallas just keeps being Dallas, right? I guess I was right on Dallas all along. Dallas, say that again. Sorry. No, Dallas just keeps being Dallas, right? That's like they okay. whenever. Okay, they... okay, 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 okay. Are you ready? 
that was a good loss. 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 Yeah. Oh, buddy. I guess a... there's some good statistics <laughs> I'm, here. I'm, I'm claiming moral victory on this one. That was a good loss. So. Yeah. Oh, it was. Listen, you're telling me. You're telling me. You literally just went through a whole diatribe saying, oh, Miami Dolphins aren't tough. They can't handle adversity. And yet they were down. The the Cowboys came back. I believe it was around 14 points. They came back and they were up 20 to like 19. And the Miami Dolphins had a huge last drive to win the game on a final field goal. So Dallas showed grit because they were down early and they came back. The offense started poorly and then played better. And they just lost it at the end. How is that not a good win to you? And how does that show that Miami has at least some grit in the face of a good defense in the Dallas Cowboys? How is that not good for both teams? Uh, it showed it showed something on Miami. I, I agree with you. But everything that it showed me for Dallas, it's that they still can't win a game versus good teams. Like, at least more than... Like, they, they were going to win that game! Yeah, but they lost it. It's like <laughs> there, there's a saying in Portugal that came from a, a soccer head coach when they were talking about hypotheticals in the media. And the coach came with this and said, if my grandma had truck had wheels, she would be a truck. So yeah, if my grandma had wheels, she would be a truck. If Dallas would have won that game, it would have shown me something, but Dallas didn't win it. Dallas lost it in the end because they allowed the field goal late. They couldn't stop Miami's offense late. Miami just... Not very many people can stop Miami's offense, though. Miami scored 22 points, so I guess they managed to stop it throughout (laughs) the game. And then when the going got rough, and when they really needed to stop, they didn't get it. And they allowed the field goal and lost the game yet again. It's just like... I cannot trust that Which team. one of us... Wait a minute, wait a minute. When you were telling me before the show we went 8-8, eight and eight, wasn't Dallas and, and Miami a tie? Wasn't that a two-point spread? Uh, no, it was one and a half, if I'm not mistaken. It's one, one and a half. Oh. So you lost that one. I'm sorry. By half a point. By half a point. Oh, I thought I could have swore it was two. No. You also lost Tennessee by half a point. Really? Well, that's real. Yeah, it's plus two and a half, and Seattle won it by three, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I'm sorry, man. I still can't give my the flowers to the Dallas Cowboys. I still can't give the flowers to the Dallas Cowboys. I think this team... Oh, see, you said that the Ravens, if they finished first... In the FC, yep. they wouldn't win a playoff game. I I'll did tell say you what. That. When Dallas makes the playoffs, whichever when team Dallas they face, okay. yeah, because uh, I mean they are two games ahead of the second seed. I think they have already locked the playoffs as well. Yeah, they clinched the playoffs, so they are in okay. the playoffs. When okay. the playoffs start, okay. Dallas uh-huh. first game, 
they will lose it. No matter who they face, they will lose that game. <laughs> no matter who they face, they will they lose it. They will lose that game, yeah. And right now it's scheduled wow. to be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And they will lose that game. They will lose that game. Because you can't trust Dallas. Because you can't trust Dallas. So what exactly. if I pick Dallas to win that first game? Then you are insane. <laughs> you are insane. Then I am insane, huh? For sure. I, I think we're going to have an interesting, some interesting playoff predictions right here. Two more weeks until that happens. Stay tuned, fellas. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. So, what more games did you watch during the holidays? Uh, Miami, or not Miami, uh, the Philly and Giants game. I got blurps of that. I was at the dinner table while Dallas and Miami was going on. So I didn't actually see it, but I like got notifications of scores happen as they were coming back. Oh, I watched obviously the Browns Texans. I refused to admit that I watched the Steelers Bengals, so I didn't watch that. Oh, okay. I had no, okay, I, I, I had no way watched that game. I see I, you. I see you. I mean, who uh, would want to watch Mitch Trubisky play? Some sort of oh no, it was actually Mason Rudolph. Mason Rudolph playing some sort of okay football versus their defense. I mean, no, I didn't. No, I didn't. stop it! No, you need to stop this. I I'm gonna die on this damn hill. No, no, Mason, no. You said you didn't Mason Rudolph didn't play good. We gave him short fields, and he fucking converted thirty yard fields. Stop this. Stop hey, this. Angelo, Angelo. What? You didn't watch that game though. Oh, okay, fair. I, I didn't watch the game. I didn't watch the game. You're right, you're right. I didn't watch the game. I didn't watch the game. My bad, my bad. Just keep it up. Keep yeah. it up. Yeah. I mean, the story of the game was you guys had three red zone drives. Did you see? Did you drives. get the notification today Mason Rudolph is starting week 17 for the Steelers? Oh, he is? I didn't get it. Yeah, yeah. It's Mike Tomlin just had a press conference this morning and confirmed it. Mm, so, okay. you know, Mason, Mason, um, if you would please address your uh, Christmas present to the Cincinnati Bengals, or even if you want to give it to me, I'm fine with it. Um, you know, just, just, just give it a nice note. You know, I, I'd appreciate cash considerations for the extra money that you're going to get for starting multiple games. Oh, but you know what? There's there's a few a few interesting efficiency metrics here. Uh-huh. For example, the Steelers had two red zone drives. You guys had three. The Steelers scored two yeah. touchdowns. You guys scored yeah. none. Uh-huh. EPA per play. The Steelers had a zero point sixty six EPA per play in third and fourth downs. You guys had uh-huh. a minus zero point forty two success uh-huh. rate. Third and fourth down. 57.1% for the Steelers, 41.2 for you guys. So it seems like the downs that it mattered the most to continue drives. The Steelers did well. You guys did absolutely atrocious. 
Was it the first game that Jake Browning actually looked like he might not be it? No. Well, yes, but no. Because okay. he turned it, it around. Just he just okay. he just turned it around way too late. He just he just because if I'm not mistaken, he still finished with like 250 yards and a touchdown. I think if I'm not mistaken. No, th no, 300. Oh yeah, 335 yards and a touchdown. He finished with. Yeah. So. We're still letting him go out there and do his thing, but yeah. You guys are still in the hunt for the playoffs, though. I know. Isn't that sad? <laughs> Not only are we in the hunt, we're like a game out of like the last seed. Like we, we have the same record as the last seed. So the we difference do. is literally one game going our way. It's a four-way tie. Yep. It's like you're behind Pittsburgh because they have a better head-to-head -head win percentage. They just beat us! That's why yeah. we're behind Pittsburgh! Yeah. And they, like, I think Houston is ahead of both of you guys because they have a better head-to-head -head percentage versus Pittsburgh. And then it's like the Colts have something similar as well. So it's those four. You know what's the, more, the most pathetic thing here in the AFC? It's that the Las all Vegas those teams Raiders... are starting a bit a backup quarterback. Yes, no, no, all no, no, the no. teams. It's it's they the are. Las Vegas Raiders at seven and eight with an interim head coach in Antonio and uh, is it Antonio Pierce? I also I always forget his first name, but I think it's Antonio. It is Antonio, Antonio Pierce? Yeah, with Antonio Pierce the head coach, they have a chance to not only make the playoffs. But they can win the division. What? Yeah, the Raiders are still in contention to win the division. It's like Casey loses out, Las Vegas wins out, Las Vegas wins you the see, division. But Casey, stop it. That's not happening. But regardless, <laughs> did you? Watch Casey. Oh, by the way, that's what I did watch. Casey versus Oakland. Did you watch Casey versus Oakland? I watched some of it, yes. Did you watch the post-game interview with uh, Antonio no. Pierce? I, uh, I saw it on Reddit, but I didn't open it. But I, I was listening that he, he was being pretty pumped up about his guys, right? He was pumping up the team, well, right? Well, yes, but he was also asked questions about like the team and his future and he, the guy just seems really really passionate about the oakland raiders like organization as a whole las and, vegas or las vegas sorry I'm, I'm used to being <laughs> oakland. anyway las vegas raiders as a whole and wanting so badly to get that head coaching job and have this team be successful um the last time the raiders were in the situation they did not end up hiring the head, the interim head coach that led them to the playoffs. Instead, they hired Josh McDaniels. That's actually how that happened. Yeah. Um, I hope they give this guy a chance. And I think, and honestly, if they don't, that's just so Raiders. From everything that I've heard so far regarding the Raiders, regarding um, their owner, Mark Davis. It's, yeah, Mark Davis. It seems like Mark Davis really likes Antonio Pierce. 
And I've heard it plenty of times. I've read it plenty of times from beach reporters and from guys who are who usually have ties with the Raiders. That this is Antonio Pierce's audition to win the job, and he's doing well. So he it doesn't. Chiefs, dude. Yeah, he beat the. And it's not just beating the Chiefs. It's like beating the Chiefs by, if I'm not mistaken, uh, over a touchdown. With a backup quarterback, a backup running back. And... With a backup quarterback, a backup running back, and a backup quarterback who didn't complete a single pass after the first quarter. Yeah. And they won that yeah. game. That defense yeah. went from very bad to being an absolutely dominant force with Antonio. Sorry, no offense, but no shit. Like, honestly... What Josh McDaniels did with that de that defense is nothing short of a minor miracle. How do you have – you know what? It's the same thing with the goddamn Chargers. How do you have an elite pass rusher like Max Crosby or like Joey Bosa or Khalil Mack and you cannot find a way to stop someone when you got someone who's in the quarterback's face half the time? It's impressive. It's impressive being that bad when you have someone like that. Yeah. Something that um, the commentator team mentioned during the game um, that has been noticeable with the change from McDaniels to Antonio Pierce it's that Antonio Pierce is also really letting his guys playing to their... Um, strengths. Yeah, not strengths, but like their... Uh, what's the word? Uh, what's the word that they used? It's like... I'm missing the word completely. It's not strengths, but it's like... Their feelings. Uh, it's not feelings. It's like their intuition. Their... <laughs> when they think something is coming... Play to it. Like, don't try and sit back Instinct. in it. Instincts. Exactly. Instincts. It's like, I was like, yeah, it's that thing that Spider-Man has. <laughs> Spider instinct. Spider instincts. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Spider senses tingling. Spider senses tingling. Exactly. So, yeah. Him allowing them to play to their instincts. And you've seen that a lot with especially the guy that they got from New England, Jack Jones. Uh, got the pick six versus the, the Chargers, like, read the play, knew that that was coming from watching tape. They saw when, when Eckler did the move, the ball was going there, and Jack Jones saw that happening, and he just played to this instinct, got the ball straight away, didn't care, care about, like, a breakaway coverage, didn't care about any of that, made the play on the ball, got the pick six. Same thing happened with, with the Chiefs and Mahomes. Mahomes was locking down on, on Watson, if I'm not mistaken. Justin Watson threw the ball. Jack Jones saw that on tape, played on it, played on his instincts, got the pick six. I mean, that's just something that is happening with Antonio Pierce. And Antonio Pierce is coaching the hell out of this team. And he should be the head coach for next year. I know that the offense is playing really bad. Like, they have the passing nothing. offense. But they have nothing. Yeah, you're correct. They have Devontae Adams and Josh Jacobs. And that's it. That's, that's And Jacoby Myers. Jacoby Myers. Yeah, Jacoby not... Myers. That's true. That's Jacoby true. Myers has been playing pretty well. But yeah, and Josh Jacobs but has no... been hurt. 
And the person getting Jacoby Myers and Devonta Adams the ball is Aiden O'Connell. Yes. Let's, this is called spade a spade. Yes. And Aiden O'Connell, although I like them from college and I like them playing in the in the preseason, he has not, not been that guy yet. But yeah, I mean, they are 7-8. and eight. Not only are they still in contention for the division, but they are roughly a game and a half behind from the... Um, the playoffs as a wildcard team. I mean, this was a team that was left for them. And they are now winning games. So, props to Antonio Pearson and his guys. Do you think there is a snowball's chance in hell that Josh McDaniels gets another head coaching spot again? After the debacle in Denver. After the, the, the almost debacle, I guess, because they pulled out late in the in the process no, the Colts. in Las Vegas. Oh, no, but okay, I'm staying okay, in the okay, Colts. Right. Yeah, when okay. they hired, I think was when they yeah. hired Reich. Reich. Frank Reich, yeah, but they hired yeah, him Reich. first. Yeah, they hired him first, and then he pulled out. And then the, the, the whole debacle. That's not an almost debacle. That's a full-on debacle at the Las Vegas. Yeah, I think it would be rough for him to get another opportunity. Now... Tinfoil hat theory. Yeah. The reason he hasn't... Because he doesn't have a job right now, correct? Correct. Okay, he's not... He's getting paid still. He's fine. He's getting paid still. The reason he hasn't come back to New England is because Bill Belichick is not going to be in New England next year. I I agree. Tinfoil hat. So you think he goes with wherever Bill goes next? I think, yeah, I think Josh McDaniels is going to be a, a Charger next year. Because you're still, now. you're still thinking Bill Belichick goes to the Chargers. Yep, that's my. Th- that's, yep. I still can't see it happening, to be honest. I still can't. But it's like I'm looking at the teams who might have a head coaching position available. And it's hard for me to say go somewhere else outside of the Washington Commanders. Stop this. Stop Mm. this lunacy. I'm not so sure that isn't the more realistic spot for him to go. Because you have a new ownership wants to splurge money, wants to get butts in seats, that would probably be the best coach in Washington Commander's history. Not even probably. That's pretty straightforward. And, like, he gets a top... Right now, I believe it's a top three pick. Is a top four pick. Something along the lines of a top five pick. He gets a top five pick. He gets some pieces on defense to work with. I'm not so sure the ownership wouldn't splurge a whole lot of money to get Bill Belichick in. And I'm not so So, sure Spanos would do the same. We haven't talked about Dynasty, so I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a little dynasty tidbit. So let's say I think I think you and I are both on the page that Bill Belichick is not gonna be head coach in New England in twenty twenty four. Okay. How would you feel? About Marvin Harrison Jr. going to New England under a new staff. Just got the feeling. 
I, if you're telling me that Marvin Harrison Jr. goes to the New England Patriots, that yep. tells me he gets picked with their first overall. Number their three. First, yeah, number three number overall. Three. Their first yeah, round pick. Or number two or whatever it is. And that means that the QB throwing him the ball is either free agents. No, it's, it can be it can be Mac Jones because I think I think that bridge is burned. You think the bridge is burned? You think yeah. it's Bailey Zappi throwing to Marvin? Yeah, if you're telling me it's Bailey Zappi, and like this is absolutely asinine that people are now glamoring for Bailey Zappi, but I've seen this discussion on Patriots Reddit in which they have been ad- advocating to drafting an offensive lineman or someone on defense or Marvin Harrison Jr. over a QB and just rolling Bailey Zappi out there. I think that's absolutely fascinating. Like, you need to check yourself in, buddy. Like, there's no way that you look at this team, you look at the body of work, no matter if he has beat the the Broncos, that I, I even think the Broncos beat themselves. But even though they beat, they beat the Broncos, there's no way in hell that a team should go into next season with Bailey Zappi as their starting QB. And I understand that team building and like the team isn't there. The, there's some massive needs on the offensive line. There's massive needs on defense. I understand all of that. There's massive needs at a wide receiver, tight end, all of that. I understand all of that. All of that. But you're telling me you're passing on Drake May for Marvin Harrison Jr. so that you can keep playing Bailey Zappi at QB. I'm sorry, but like, why do you hate yourself, man? <laughs> it's like, oh my God, we have seen Bailey Zappi. Bailey Zappi is the worst Mac Jones. Just his confidence hasn't been totally shot by currently being by uh, constantly being benched by a, by a, uh, a coach that is save, trying to save face. And it's like. The second so, something goes wrong with Bailey Zappi, and we have seen this last year, when things went wrong, he was so much worse than Mac Jones. And you want to go back with that? Come on, give me a break, man. Just so, get a QB. So then with that said, if it happens, and it's the craziest thing that we've seen, do you think there's a world where Malik Nabbers, I'm assuming they test well, Jumps Marvin Harrison Jr. in some people's rankings. Uh some people, yes. The consensus, I don't think it changes. Like some of the outtakes guys probably do it. I don't think the consensus changes whatsoever. It's like it's the name that people have been talking about for two or three years. He is the best wide receiver in the class. It's less just like you you avoid. You don't fall in the fallacy of drafting position over talent. Even though the talent of neighbors is pretty good as well. It's like Marvin Harrison Jr. is the golden hag. It's like, it's what you want. You They're like, situation change. Like, maybe they, they get him and then they sign, I don't know, they sign a Kirk Cousins, for example. It's like, oh yeah, then it doesn't matter. So, situation change... Every so often. But what if it's like the Falcons, except somehow worse? I don't uh, know if you can get worse than the Falcons, honestly. That's... 
I that, that was that that was a disgusting thing to say. Hold on. <laughs> it's like, yeah. <laughs> that's a new one, isn't it? Yes, yes, that's a new one. Yes, that, that felt like a new one. I hadn't heard of that one yet. We also have a very intense, you know, how the okay, we're gonna debate Malik Nabbers versus Marvin Harrison Jr. in the offseason. This is gonna get played at least once. <laughs> hopefully with an advertisement first of saying to to lower your volume <laughs> otherwise we're blowing people's ears off pretty much yeah that's not gonna be fun yeah pretty much but i mean i mean even if it's like the falcon situation i still think it's it still goes first ahead of neighbors i don't know maybe i've just i've only had kyle pitts for like half a season and it feels like 85 years. Hey now, he's like, getting touchdowns now at least. I know, it's it's weird. It's like they realized, but here's the thing. But here's the thing. He's getting like four targets a game. Yeah, that's not ideal. Of course. Yeah, 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 that's not ideal. <laughs> Eventually it changes, but think about this. He was on my team for, what, two and a half seasons? Yes. I got two touchdowns out of him. Uh He's been on your team for half a season. And I believe you've had two or three touchdowns with him. Three. So, you've had more touchdowns than I have. I mean, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. You've had more touchdowns than I did. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Now, I think... Harrison Jr. always goes first. Unless he gets like a massive injury in the combine or something like that, or training, something like that. Okay, let's first. say, okay, okay, let's say, I'm trying to think what would be, so let's say he runs like, I don't know, a 4-4-9 or a 4-5. Does that hurt him? Depends on what neighbors, are we assuming that neighbors as a 95 percentile or above that combine that's a good question it's like if you're telling me that neighbors also doesn't do exceptionally well then it's like mm, the difference the difference needs to be absolutely asinine for that to happen it needs to be like harrison jr in the 30s and like neighbors in the i nineties, I think so. And I don't think that ever happens. I think no, no, Marvin. No. I'm not saying it's going to happen, just... but do you th- you think the gap has to be that huge? Yeah, to make a difference. Yeah, because then it's like if it's less than that, then when the pro day comes, the numbers get closer, and it's like people will just scratch it off to a bad day. Some yeah. some excuse will come. Plus, I also don't think that you would ever see that because if the coaches thought, uh, if his coaches and his agent thought that, then he wouldn't be allowed to to participate right. in the comment. Yeah, he wouldn't be running something. Now, the question is: Does he even declare? Because that's in the air, and we've talked about it. Now, if he doesn't declare, then yeah, neighbors is probably the one on one. In non-superflex. If he doesn't declare the absolute shit show 
that will pursue after that of not only like like every community like this will be espn talking points we will be hearing we will be hearing people like mel kuyper and stephen a smith as well as like dynasty podcasters complain about the nil money yeah probably Because, like, I, I can just see the Reddit post now where it's like, I blew up my whole team to get the 101, and now I don't have fun face. <laughs> and, and I guess the hopium will, will be, well, at least you blew up your team, so you're going to get it next year. So. Yeah, the, the team does better than expected, then he eats the 102. Yeah. And it's like, oh, great. Now I don't have him anyway. But, yes, I think... I think there's like a sort of, how do I say this? Like safety about people declaring, like people generally know who's declaring. Just based on like draft capital and where you project them to go. And I think once that starts getting like disrupted, then we're going to have the get off my lawn. I remember when people would declare takes coming out. (laughs) The, the old I hate change takes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, right now, I how don't think. Ch- okay, but how would that change? So let's let's take it to the let's take it to the extreme. Let's say Marvin Harrison Jr. and Caleb Williams stay another year. What does that do to the landscape of Dynasty? Caleb Williams as well. Caleb Williams as well, yes. The number one quarterback, the number one super flex pick right now, and the number one redraft, or not redraft, but number one one quarterback league picks. Both declare you don't get either. What happens? Damn. Um, <laughs> hell breaks loose. Hell breaks Like, that would be... Like, there's a lot of teams... That sold their whole team to have plenty of picks in this draft. If that happens, that's gonna be a massive, a, an an absolutely help. massive event. Yeah, that's just gonna throw everything for a loop. So I don't necessarily think it will happen. Like, not have we heard anything that Caleb might stay another year? Yes, we have. Okay, I did not okay. knew that. Specifically, if a certain team gets the 101. Oh, oh, okay. That, that, okay. That I understand. Because yeah. I, I thought you were going to say that a certain team wins it. And then I was, I was confusing that with... There was another player who said you, you would stay if you didn't beat whichever team. I'm not so sure which was it. I think it might be some, someone from Michigan. I'm going to look this up and see if... Because I could have swore I've seen something about Caleb Williams saying recently. Caleb... I'm just going to type Caleb Williams first just to see if it comes up. After Caleb Williams. Four hours ago, Caleb Williams liked social media posts saying Bears shouldn't draft the USC quarterback. (laughs) That's always a good sign. That's from CVS Sports. (laughs) <laughs> I believe they are not there. I think like they need K 
Carolina to lose the next one to secure the one on one. Oh my one god, this is everywhere. This is everywhere that Caleb Williams does not want to be in Chicago, and you know what? I don't blame him. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't blame him <laughs> as well. Uh, Caleb Williams. Okay, now I'm gonna search up for specifically Caleb Williams not declaring. This was November 29th. Williams told Ryan Carter. Told, Williams told the LA Times that it's a game dying decision whether or not he'll declare for the NFL draft by the January 15th deadline. Yes. So, ouch. I mean, yeah. Some people, I've seen some people, but now it can't be just the outtakes. But I've seen takes of like May over Caleb Williams. Caleb Williams' father has apparently said it's not a lock that the USC quarterback declares. So, we'll see. We'll see. No. The Jets have ruled out uh, Zach Wilson playing against the Browns on Thursday night for football. He has a concussion. No. That's, that's expectable. Although this concussion has taken, has taken him out of last week's game, and it's not going to take him out of this game, but I guess it's it's understandable because it's a short week. Yes. Yeah, but, but there was a report, and I think not even a report, but his mom was on an interview uh, last week, if I'm not mistaken. And she Caleb said, Williams. no, no, uh, Zach Wilson's mom. Oh, Zach Wilson. Okay, we're on. Yeah. Okay, got it. And got now it. that uh, she was mentioning that he didn't want to come out of the game in which he got the concussion, but then um, he started to have blurry vision. And he started to really getting affected by con- by the concussion, so he had to report it to the sidelines. But he initially didn't report it, and was still playing after the concussion. So I guess it it was pretty scary, from what I heard and from uh, what I, what was described to me in a few interviews that I saw. It looked scary for him. So I don't. I, don't I understand. Know. I understand that the NFL is like, especially. In, with the players is advertises this manly sport. It's a man's man sport, and you play through injuries. But honestly, we can we normalize just not playing with concussions, please? Can we yeah. not? You can saw not that play? it's like early in the season, they were like, if you had a concussion, the protocol would take a long time, and the most likely outcome if you had a concussion early in the season was that you were going to miss next week's game. And that yes. has been the case throughout most of the season until now that it's getting closer to the playoffs and teams need wins more desperately. Like, now you're seeing guys clearing concussion protocol real quick. Like Trevor Lawrence, for example. He was on the concussion protocol. He cleared it in a week and he played the game after. That didn't happen yeah. for a whole lot part of this season. Yep. It leads me to wonder what changed in that process that now players are being able to play the week after, especially in teams that have desperate needs to make the playoffs. Now, that didn't happen with Stroud, for example. He missed two games, two straight games with the concussion. But other teams like the Jacksonville Jaguars and Trevor Lawrence, Trevor cleared it. And I don't think there was any player until like around midseason that cleared the concussion. In the and play the week after he got the concussion. Just some interesting things here. 
Things happen in the NFL. There's been a few interesting things with the NFL, especially them saving those flexes until we're we're here. By the way, we're here. Final two weeks. They're gonna start. We're gonna see some flexes. Yeah. Now, now the flexes get used. Now it's time for networks to use it. Yeah. Yep. Now I never really understood that. Never really dove into that, but. You also have networks who can protect games, I think. Like, they can't really touch those. Then that leaves other games open. It seems really weird. It seems like an expansion NBA draft or so, of sorts. It's like, you can touch certain games outside of the ones that are locked. Never really understood that, but I guess it's going to come into play now. Do you think that next year... We have, because I really, I'm conflicted how I feel about the German games and the London games. Do you think next year we could potentially have a schedule where there is like a very, very early game every week? I wouldn't hate it for me here in Europe. Uh, But I think it would take too much from the teams. I don't really think it happens. But you're getting a Brazil game, if I'm not mistaken. Really? Yeah. You're getting a Brazil game. Let's go. <laughs> NFL goes to Brazil. As early as next year, I believe. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so here's... I get that the NFL is trying to get into the international market. I struggle to think of very many players I would deem as international, like like uh, Jordan Bayad. I just, I just, I just fucked up his name completely. The Eagles tackle is one of them. Yeah, my life. I, I, yeah, I struggle to think of any more other than him that are like obviously, obviously international. Um. There's a few players. I remember because of the flag when they used to... There's a week or two in which they, they use the flags on the helmet. And it shows, like, which country they're from. And I know there were, there were quite a few that were from countries in Africa. But I really struggled to, to like, put my, my finger on which country they were. There's a few that came from Europe as well, I think. I think there's a kicker or a punter that came from Europe. I guess so, we can make a quick search. Regardless, I think the NFL needs to be better at advertising their international players and who they are. Yeah. I mean, we're both sitting here and it's, it's rough to find some of these players. Mm, yeah, like Ziggy Anza was from Ghana, for example. For example, Taba Ali was from Liberia. Jay Jai. Jai might have been from some of those countries. Uh, it's not showing here right now. But as of active players, yeah, you have a few like Caro Santos is from Brazil. Um... Then you have Arnold Abiketti from the, the Falcons. He was a second-year edge rusher. He's from Cameroon. 
the Seahawks kicker, Michael Dixon, is from Australia. You have quite a few from Australia. Mostly punters, like Michael Dixon, Jordan Berry from the Vikings, uh, a bunch of other guys that neither of us have ever heard of, really. Uh, then you have a few from Canada, quite a few from Canada. Shuba Hubbard, Javon Holland, um, Josh Palmer, for example, Benjamin St. Just, Nikhil Harry, and John Matchy as well. All of those are from Canada. Really? Chase Claypool as okay. well. Okay. So here, okay, dynasty advice to, tip for the day. If the wide receiver is from Canada, <laughs> don't draft him. <laughs> that seems to be the case. If a player is from Canada on offense, don't draft him, I guess. And you have a few from Europe. Uh, but none of them are really that known. Like, I guess the one that is known the most is Jakob Johnson, who's from the Raiders and was with New England for quite a while, the fullback. Okay, so perfect. So, so what you're saying is the NFL does have international players, they just all suck. Got it. Got it. <laughs> no, no, no. Spain has a player it's, here. It's it's Jordan Maillata, and then the rest suck. So no, uh, no, no. There's a player from Spain who's great. He was drafted ahead of quite a few players. Uh, okay, okay. He was. Yeah, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna list you a few of these players because the list is quite long for the guys that got drafted at his position. In the like in the 2019 NFL draft. Okay. Okay. Give me a second. It's just popping up here. The 2019 NFL draft. So this guy, this player from Spain, was taken ahead of guys like DK Metcalf. Was taken ahead of guys like Deontay Johnson. Like David Montgomery, Devin Singletary, Terry McLaurin. You know who this player from Spain is? JJ Arcega Whiteside, baby. Oh, God. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so, pro tip don't draft international players. Got it. Cool. Okay. Okay, so. so There's a few in the Hall of Fame, though. If, if if we got that's fine that's great I'm glad. So if we got some international players, this is going to be part of the process. You know, trust the process. If we got some international players in this 2024 draft class, you know, you know just just we're just going to add an extra red flag in their profile, just just for them because they're international. Yeah. So There's... anyway, the NFL needs to improve its talent and development overseas. That's what I'm saying. That's yeah. that, that's what I'm saying. And maybe that's what they're trying to do with this international games, because then it raises awareness to the game, and then you have more people trying to play the game. Then you can discover those talents. I guess that's one way to look at it. Think about this. Think about this right now. Think about this right now. So, in the NBA, some of the top players come from overseas, whether it be whether you want to say it's Luka Doncic, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Nikola Jokic, 
some of the best MLB players. Shohei Atani and I forget the other guy's name who literally just came over from Japan, Yakamoto, just got paid between them a billion dollars in this offseason. Mm-hmm. So if you have other sports whose top stars are coming from overseas, maybe, just maybe, you could put a little time, money, and effort into developing players overseas to bring here to increase the level of competition in the league and make it a better product. But I'm not sure how the MLB is, but I know that, for example, the MLB is very good about, about international. We're going. Yeah. But I, I have no knowledge of that game, but NBA wise, it always felt like a game that was, not exclusive to America. It felt always like a game that anyone could play. The rules were pretty simple. Uh, the setup was simple enough. And it feels like a game that most schools would play. Um, so that's, I think, why you see a lot of international players in the NBA. And for, not just right saying, now, but quite a while. Are you saying that the issue is the issue between football and football? No, the issue is that um i'm not sure how the nba nba is addressed there or how the or how the mlb's addressed there but nfl is america's game so you over see? there over there the nfl is america's game it feels like it is america's game and like it also feels like when i'm listening people talking about the nfl it is always america's game that's like NBA isn't America's game. I've heard that being referred to in your country as America's game. I never heard any of the other sports being referred to as America's game. So it feels like an exclusive. Never heard game. MLB be referred to as an America's game. Yeah, I I don't think so. But I don't follow MLB. That's but right. I, I've okay, never that's heard right. of NBA being referred to as that. So it feels like American football is just exclusive. You see. So then how come you can go to London and fill up a stadium to watch an American football, American sport? I mean, because there's this mystique about it, really. It's like, it is the Super Bowl. It's the game that is played in the Super Bowl. Like, if, if you go in there and ask most of those regular folks, we usually go in there to support Tottenham Hotspurs or go in there to support an Arsenal, something or some other Prem League, Prem team. Like the usual guy in that building has absolutely no clue how that game is played, how NFL is played, how American football is played. Like, oh, congratulations, they... that's soccer for here. I couldn't name you a single soccer or football, football player other than Messi and Ronaldo. Couldn't name one. Couldn't name I mean, one. Yeah, and it's like, <laughs> when you come here, this is what I, because I like both games quite a bit, quite a bit. Yeah. And I have fat friends, which I've tried to introduce the game to. And even my own father, you I've tried to introduce friends? the game to. No, no, I've had friends, which I've tried oh, to I've introduce. I've had friends. <laughs> I was about to say, I've had fat friends. I was like, what? Why, why was that necessary? No, 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 no. I've had <laughs> friends. 
Um, well, I tried to introduce to the game, and even my own father, I tried to introduce him to the game. And it's just, they say that it's way too complex. It's like, the, they ask the me... The NFL is way too complex? Yes. Like, why the constant stoppages? Why the That's constant... Fair. Yeah, like, there's a lot of that. It's not like... In soccer, from someone who has watched it, and I think it's just a cultural thing, from someone who has watched it since I'm a child, basically, and I, someone who has played it, it's straightforward to us. It's like, you have a ball, there's 11 players on each side, your goal is just, there's no stoppages outside of halftime, your goal is to make plays, build up the, the, um, the play throughout the field, and score goals. And don't allow other teams to score goals. And there's really only one way of doing it. There's not there's not like run and pass, and it's not like you can you need to go ten yards every sing, every fourth down. No, it's just like you have possession until the other team takes it away or you give it up. And in, in the end of the day, it's like you can either kick it or you can head it, but you need to get the ball in the goal to get, to win the game. It's like honestly, it's, if the NFL it, wanted to do scoring, you could just. It's, just take that rule. You have the ball unless the defense takes it away. Yes. That's, that's <laughs> one way to play it. Yeah, the, I think that would improve. Like, the folks outside of the U.S. who are seeing the game for the first time, I think that will make it easier for them to understand. Because that's that's one barrier that I see a lot. It's like, why the need for down? four downs? Yeah, what's a down? What's like... <laughs> Why that is it a show like third and eight or second and five or something like that? And then it's like, then I have to explain them. Okay, you have basically four downs to advance 10 yards. And if you don't advance, you have to give the ball to the other team. But sometimes teams will use the, the all the four downs, fourth not down. just the four. Yeah, they will <laughs> use the fourth down to try and get the ball and try to get the yardage to keep the drive going. And then it's like, what's a drive? And it's like, the drive is when you have different downs. <laughs> it's like, it's complex, you see. Maybe it's the same oh. thing for soccer. If you're watching so, it for the first time, but it feels easier to understand at the start. So, okay, I agree with that. The tactics of soccer are not as easy to understand. But just the, okay. the rules in general, yes. So... The Kelsey's, I think it's called New Heights is their podcast. Yes. They have a segment called No Dumb Questions. And it feels okay. like most of their no dumb questions come with explaining the rules of football. And quite honestly, they play the game. Both Travis and Jason Kelsey play the game. Sometimes I watch them struggle to... to 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 explain in lamest terms what some of these rules and tactics and just gamesmanship is. Like like I think they I think one of them was what is defensive pass interference? Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> what's defense what's defensive pass interference? <laughs> And what's <laughs> holding on defense? And what's illegal yeah. touching? When it's all the same thing, it just depends on the distance. It's like, I think it's easier to get your foot in the door when you're watching soccer. Like, you just need to understand the basics than it is to get your foot on the door to understand the NFL and American football. 
fair. And it's the same thing fair. with the NBA. And that's why you have so many international players. Because at this core, NBA, it is. You can shoot a two, you can shoot a three, you need to get the ball in the basket. At the end of the day, that's the score. It's either a two or a three, or a free throw, which is one. And then at the end of the day, you need to score more points than the other team. That's it. That's the then the tactics get complex, and then it's zone, and then it's man, and then it's the triangle, and then it's this and that, and all of that. Sure, but at its core, it's simple. Same with soccer, not so much as the NFL. That's true. So, like something I notice among NFL fans, at least here, is that no matter what sport it is, whether it be the uh, MLB, NBA, the NFL, but it's especially true in the NFL. And I think it's because of the complex, like way the games play as far as like explaining it is we hear a lot of complaints and I don't know if it's granted here overseas is a different thing. I don't know if it's the same over there, but there is a very common complaint that you hear and you, and and this is hopium. I'll get, I'm going to tell you nine times out of 10, this is hopium is the calls the refs are making. The refs shouldn't impact the game. Let the players play. The refs, that, that's a bullshit call. Like, do you have as much complaining overseas about the refs who are refer- just refereeing the game and making calls as as we have here? Because it is constant here. Oh, yeah, for sure. 100%. I mean, it's a common team here that when your team loses, you were always pretty, like, you were always hurt by the calls that the ref made. And it's like, here you don't even have challenges or anything like that. You have VAR now, VAR, which is basically just like when they go to the monitors and check the playback. But that has been introduced like, I don't know, five years ago or four years ago. Until then, there was nothing of sorts being used. And yeah, you always get criticism to the refs. And I think it's just a common thing to do that when your team loses... You don't like to say that, like, maybe your team lost, I don't know, 1-0 or 2-0, and it's like, you had, like, over 10 shots, and, like, none of them went went into the goal. And it's like, your team did really poorly, but because the ref called an offside, which is basically disallowing the goal, uh, one of goal that your team scored. Yeah, we didn't get that offside. Yeah, we didn't get that one, which the ref screwed us. No matter what, we would have won that game. Human nature. That that's kind. That's kind of human nature. Yeah, it's like like, you don't want to admit. Exactly, you don't want to admit that your team was bad in that game, and that's understandable. So yeah, you see a lot of criticism towards the ref, and now with VAR, it's like some of them is warranted, some of them is just you're pulling at straws. Probably why, like I have so much hopium for the Bengals, and you have so much hopium for the Seahawks. It's just like yeah, I don't want to see us be bad. Yeah, it's just fandom, dude. The end of the day, but it's like some of them is just like irrational fandom. For example, here, uh, it's if there's one thing that it's hard to explain. It's an offsides here. Um, it's like if you're uh, say your team has the ball, and one of your guys Are you talking is talking about an offsides in soccer. In soccer, exactly. An offsides in soccer is just the offensive player cannot move further than the ball can junction can can to the defensive player. So the ball, the defensive player sets offsides. 
The ball has to move through the defensive player before the offensive player. That's offsides. Uh, yeah, roughly, yeah. There's some nuances yeah. to it, but yeah. Putting in simple terms, that's that. And then it's like, if a goal gets allowed, and then the, the VAR goes and check it, and it's like the player was, I don't know, 20 centimeters offside. So the ref disallows. And for those in America, centimeters, 20 centimeters to inches is... Three. It's about three. No, 20 centimeters. Uh, Google says says it's 7.8 inches. Oh, yeah, yeah. So. I was about to say, the, the conversion's about three. Okay. Three centimeters okay. equals one minute. Okay. Then, yeah, it's roughly 7.8 inches, which is nothing. But then, like... The ref disallows the goal, and it's like, yeah, but it was only 20 centimeters offside. And it's like, but he was offside. So, like, refs sort of asked to disallow the goal, isn't it? It's like, it's why we made this. It's why we created the VAR. Quite honestly, I think that we've kind of, we've lost the forest for the trees with some of the technology that we're allowing in sports. Because, okay, I'm going to go back to baseball, even though you know don't know. You know what the average like accuracy is for an umpire calling balls and strikes what 90 percent. okay you know what baseball wants is testing right now what just getting rid of the umpire all together and having it an ai based strike zone so you have your strike zone and basically like whatever the pitch is in that zone, the whatever robot will call a ball or a strike based exactly where that ball is. So it's a hundred percent accurate or 99.9% .9 accurate. I don't think the difference between 90% and 99.9% .9 is worth taking the human element out of a game. Yeah. Why not leave both though? I don't know. It's like in tennis, they do that. Like, I'm not sure if you watch tennis. And it's like... Yeah, in no, no, they have a replay. They replay exactly where the ball drops to, like, the inch. Yeah, exactly. And, like, some courts or some, like, tournaments still don't have that. I believe in a few years it will be mandatory for all of them to have it. And it's like, those get criticized a lot. And I, it's understandable because if you have the technology... And it, it's it's not in the early stages anymore. It's it's very developed. Like you should just have it, but like have both. Don't that just like the right, honestly no here, human here, elements. Here's my nuanced take on it. Here is my nuanced take. I think the way the NFL does it is the way it should be. It should be a strategic tool to use. You should have one or two challenges. And the challenges go through the computer and detects the exact inch of it. And if you miss it the first time, you don't get it again. I don't think you should have it call every aspect of the game in whatever sport you're doing. Yeah, that makes sense as well. But then the NFL also has the, the automatic reviews, yeah, yeah. In the, inside of the two-minute warning. Yes, because so, they want to I... get it right within the two-minute warning. I... Yeah. Why, why wouldn't you want to get it right throughout the whole game, though? That, that's a good question. Because, why is the two-minute more important here, than the Here's rest? why. You want to know why? Because why? 
to make it less likely that people will bitch about the refereeing and the umpiring throughout the game because you got you got the key moment right. I think that's why. It's I like, would understand if we said that every single like take, NFL game is like tied going into the two minutes. It's like if it's my like team got the referees out without taking the referees out. I think that's the balance they're trying to just to like figure out. It's like if my team got screwed out throughout the entire game, and it's like in the fourth quarter we're losing, I don't know, by twenty. Maybe we did play that bad, but if there were like plenty of moments in which like a first down wasn't given when it shouldn't, or a touchdown wasn't. And quite honestly, touchdown. quite honestly, I think the way the NFL does their referees is really shitty. Like, I don't even know if there's a referees union. They definitely don't get paid unless they're they're doing a sanctioned NFL game. Like that's that's the big issue. The right. the referees that you see on Sunday and Monday and Thursday night are like teaching somewhere when the season's over, like or they're yeah. plumbers or like they have a second job. Is my point? Yeah, I don't think that should be the, the big case. issue. That's the big issue here in Portugal in most places, uh, soccer wise. It's like the refs are employed to be refs. Like there's there's like no. They don't Which have I any think, other I think, I think a referee should be salaried, and the salary should yeah. be something they can live off of, so they can they can t- exactly. tone their craft. You're, you're, there's that, but it, there's also more games, which I think changes that because there you have 18 weeks, then the playoffs. Here we have depends on the league, I guess, but it's from 34 to that makes it shittier that means the referees that call your games get paid 18 weeks out of the year that's what that yes, means exactly yeah and that's that's probably why there hasn't been hasn't been a real push to unionize you huh. uh it's struggling unionize unionize yeah the refs it's because there's not as many weeks as there is in soccer for example because in soccer the the main league as I don't know, from 34 to 40 something games. Then you also have cups and all of that. So it pushes the game weeks of the refs of the refs to I don't know, well into the the 40s, 50s. Especially some of them go into the European games, and there's the the nas- the the national games, all of that. So the refs have plenty of jobs, so it feels fair that they they get a salary and they they have a union and they have all of that. Maybe more games would change that. But that's the big issue with the refs. It's like, if they could dedicate themselves just to that, maybe you have a better officiating in the games. Exactly. Maybe you can get your your accuracy up to like 80, 90%. Yes. But anyway, I think we've been at this for two hours already. We haven't given like any, any, any like, we haven't reviewed any like, Week 17 games we haven't given our <laughs> so we yeah, might we we've might... reviewed some we've reviewed some of the games from week 16 <laughs> so do you want to just jump straight into the the power rankings yes. yes because we we need to get we need to hit some parameters at some point Alex all right then okay so I guess I can start with my week 16 power rankings after week 16 16 this is where the NFL stands to me. The tenth okay. team is the Dallas like Cowboys. You you're okay. probably not gonna like mine either. 
At number nine, I have the Los Angeles Rams. At number eight, I have the Cleveland Browns. Over the Cowboys? The Cowboys, as I said, I don't think the Cowboys win a playoff game. At number seven, I have the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, God. At number six, I have the Detroit Lions. Number five, I have the Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, God, you have the Bills in your top three, don't you? At number four, I have the Miami Dolphins. You do? At number three, I have the Buffalo Bills. At number two, the San Francisco 49ers. And the current best team in the league, it's the Baltimore Ravens. Okay. You ready for mine? That you also I'm not, ready, are not ready. Like? Ready to be disappointed, I think, Angelo. I think I think the bottom three are pretty accurate, but after that it goes off a cliff. So here we go. Uh number ten, I have the LA Rams. I'm sorry, Jaguars, but but you are the weakest link. Bye. I'm sorry. Is that a consolation prize, Angelo? That felt like it. The the Jacksonville Jaguars are no longer... They they, they have stranglehold. I'm pretty sure I had them in my top 10 for what felt like at least 12 weeks. Uh, Probably, yeah. You know, but they're finally gone, Alex. You can can sleep happy. They're not there to hurt you anymore. They're just frauds, man. It's just like, it's just random frauds. The number nine team for me is the Dallas Cowboys. Okay. So it's it's not much different. The number eight team for me is the Cleveland Browns. Okay. I see you. And here goes the and here comes the cliff. <laughs> don't don't say it. The number seven team is the don't Buffalo Bills. Them. Oh god damn it, Angela. <laughs> You're disrespecting them. You're disrespecting the current probably at their form. This would be the best team in the league if they had this form all season. You're disrespecting the hell out of the Buffalo Bills, man. Number six is the Kansas City Chiefs. Okay. Number five is the Detroit Lions. Right. Number four is the Miami Dolphins. Oh, my God, Angelo. Come on. Have, have some self-respect. The Eagles can't hurt you if you don't, if you don't constantly pander to them. Number three is the San Francisco 49ers. Oh, my God, Angelo. Like, Philly fans will still be pissed off at the show, no matter what you do, Angelo. They will be pissed off at the show, so you don't need to pander to them. They need to know that their team is not good. But you're putting them... is the Baltimore Ravens. What in the actual hell, Angelo? Have you and my any... number one team, my number one team is the Philadelphia Eagles right now. It's like you finally got help and you got rid of the frauds that were the Jacksonville Jaguars just to put another team that are a bunch of frauds at your number one team, Angelo. <laughs> Come on, give me a break, man. That's that's just terrible, man. I'm sorry. Hey, any changes to your Super Bowl picks? You had, last week, you had San Francisco versus KC. With San Francisco winning it. Oops. 
All right, now I'm going to stick to my guns. I think if Brock Purdy is hurt, if Brock Purdy is hurt in the playoffs, Eagles Chiefs. If Brock Purdy is not, I think the 49ers take the the AFC, and I stand by what what I said. If the Baltimore Ravens get the number one seed, the Baltimore Ravens will not win a playoff game this year. I think you are delusional. This is just some random hatred that you've had for are you ready? ever since are... the offseason. Might I add. Are you ready for this? So yeah. I got a story that that is the, because here, I'm going to give you a new word that you can call me, okay? Okay. So so it's Christmas, obviously. Yesterday was Christmas. Yes. And it gets light around here around 7, 8 o'clock a.m., okay? Okay. I told my girlfriend that if she woke up before it was light out, that we would go and we would drive around and see the Christmas lights. Do you know what this woman told me? What? She told me, and I quote, Angelo, you are straight up Delulu if you think I was getting up before light on a day I'm off. Well, she might be right. You are well, straight you up the Lulu, Angelo. There you go. You can call me the Lulu. You are now Angelo de the Lulu. From now on, that's your name, man. <laughs> okay. I guess that jumps to week 17 picks. Last week, week 16, Angelo, wait, and wait. Oh my God, English is hard. Went eight yeah, and eight. 500, clear 500. I win nine and seven, one game up. It's just great. Um, that you pushes. One game, you got one game back, Alex. How many more games you need? I need roughly 17 games more across two weeks. Totally, totally That's doable. Bad. Totally doable, man. Okay, that pushes the overall totals to 104, 132 to me. Are you ready? 44%. Let me just finish this part. Alex? And okay, you, it's 121, 121 games, one, 115 games lost, and the overall percentage, 51%. Go ahead, Angelo. Alex. Yes. If you are, if you are within the, the, like, parameters of how many games that are going to be played, is how many games you need to beat me. I'm going to let you pick every team first, and I will pick the opposite. Last week I, of the um, season. Uh, week 18. Last week. Okay. Last okay. week of the season. If you are within striking distance, I will let you go through every team and pick who you want, and I will pick the opposite. I will I will okay. give you the chance to, 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 to overtake me. Okay. So okay. that would mean I need to at least go 500. Yes. Uh, yes, no, yes at least that, at I... least at least match you this week. That's it. Yes. Basically. Yes. That's that. That. that, that yeah. 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 No. 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 Oh. Wait. I would need to get a game over you to tie me the last week because it's seventeen, and there's only sixteen games every week. So I would need to at least. So you would need to replicate this week. You would need to yes. replicate this week. Exactly. So. Okay. So. Week 16, week 17, my bad. Let's start with Thursday night football with the New York Jets at the Cleveland Browns. The Browns are seven and a half point favorites. 
the over under on the on this game is 36 points on the dot. Uh-huh. And <clears throat> this is a tough game. Seven and a half is a lot of points for a Thursday night football game. So I think I will take the Jets. The Jets plus seven and a half. I think this is a game in which Flacco might look like a human again. Like a 40-year-old human. Seven and a half points is definitely way too many for that Jets defense. So I agree with you. I think that's the right pick. Um, right. With that said, give me oh the Browns. Give me the Browns. I give me the Browns. Written. You bamboozled me there. I have already I written that you I did. have I the did. Jets plus seven and a half. I did. Okay then. Throwing me curveballs like that. I like it. So. So, oh my God, this next one. This next game, Saturday, December 30th. Detroit Lions at Dallas Cowboys. For some reason, the Detroit Lions are given six points at Dallas. So Dallas is favored by six points. Alex, the right call is the Detroit Lions. It is Alex. Give me the Cowboys! Give me the Dallas Cowboys to, to beat the Lions by at least a touchdown. Give it to me. Yeah, I think you are Angelo Didelulu. For sure, man. Give me the Lions plus six. I mean, I just don't understand the line. Like, I think Dallas might win the game. I think there's absolutely no chance that Dallas that Dallas is a better team by six points than Detroit. Like Give me the Cowboys. The Cowboys are frauds. Get them to win Let's the first just... game in the playoffs, too. Let's go. Yeah. I don't right, care who then. it is. I think they get destroyed, and they will probably win this game. Or maybe they just lose it in the end in the whole good old, good old Dallas Cowboys sense. Then it is the Arizona Cardinals at the Philadelphia Eagles. Over under 49 points on the dots. And I will take the Eagles minus 11. Pretty straightforward. Arizona hasn't been covering these big numbers. They didn't cover versus Chicago last week. And if you can't cover versus Chicago, I'm sorry. I'm not picking you against the Eagles. Give me the Cardinals. Bye. Both lo- you know, we both lost on the Cardinals this past week. Yeah, yeah, the Cardinals have hurt me the last two weeks. I, but let them, let them continue. Let them continue to hurt me. Keep it coming, baby. Keep it coming. Right, then. Next Give it up, to me I have, I have the San Francisco 49ers at the Washington Commanders. Thirteen and a half point spread in favor of the 49ers. It's been a while that we had we didn't have the same exact game. This one wasn't the next in my book. Okay, but go on. Go this one this one was before the Eagles in my book. Um okay. Is Brock Purdy playing in this game? I believe there is no one hundred percent confirmation of that. Not that would be Sam Darnold as the backup. Give me the commanders. 
Yeah, he has a stinger that is not expected to linger. He does not. Yeah, Kyle Shanahan has indicated that he doesn't believe the stinger issue for Brock Purdy. For Brock Purdy, will linger. Uh, he's good. It seems like if... he's confident that he will play. But it's okay, not give me the 49ers then. Give me the 49ers okay. then. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take Kyle Shanahan at his word that Brock Purdy is good. Okay. Yeah, this feels like a pretty straight-up game for me. They just beat up on those awful teams. Washington can't stop anyone for their like if their life depends on it. Give me San Francisco minus 13 and a half. Straightforward. Next up for me is the New England New England Patriots at the Buffalo oh, that's Bills. Down for me. Holy crap. Yeah. Yeah. Seem, seems like we have some games mixed up here. Uh Buffalo. 12 point favorites over under 40 and a half. Buffalo did not cover the big number from last week versus the Chargers. Patriots, Patriots have won Division this past game. game. Yeah, Division game. Patriots have won this past week. They've been competitive in the other game as well that they got with the Steelers. Uh, I'm not sure if they won it, but I'm yeah, they won it versus the Steelers as well. Um. In the end, though, give me Buffalo. Buffalo locks down Bailey's happy and shuts all of that nonsense up. Give me Bailey Zappy. New England Patriots plus twelve. That, that is like, that's a ballsy play, man. What? Picking Bailey Zappy to cover Bailey Zappy. Say it with your chest. Bailey Zappy. It seems Covers like it's more like Bailey Zappy. Wow. <laughs> oh, breaking news here. Oh, this one isn't good. Oh, Vikings tight end TJ Hawkinson suffered a season ending torn ACL and MCL versus the Lions this past week. Oof. That is terrible. That's a big weapon going on. Yeah. Jordan Edison also went down in this past game. I believe it's not 100% sure that he plays this week. It's okay. We have Nick Mullins giving Justin Jefferson 30-yard plays. It, it felt like every every pass to Justin Jefferson was, like, closing in on 30 yards. It really did. Yeah, but an injury this late... Really makes you question if he's going to be ready to start the season next week, next year. Yeah, no, for sure. Brutal blow for him. Right. Next right. up for you. Who is it? Next, next up for me is the Atlanta Falcons at the Chicago Bears. The Atlanta or the Chicago Bears are favored by three points. Honestly, I'm surprised this over-under isn't lower. Jets-Brown should be higher. I, I, I don't say that with any sarcasm. The Jets-Browns over-under should be higher. Probably, yeah. I'm not picking no goddamn Atlanta team, dude. Give me Chicago. I don't care about the points. Hmm. I've, I've, I've seen Atlanta struggle to score more than, than 10 points in a game. Just give me the Bears. Give me the yeah, Bears. but they scored over 20 this past week. Give me the Bears. Okay. Easy call for me. Give me Atlanta plus three. 
Uh, I don't think Atlanta just loses this game. I think Washington so, I... could hold Atlanta to like 10. Yeah, that much, that much disrespect. That much disrespect, yes. That much disrespect. Oh, my God, dude. Oh. Yeah, yeah. No, the Arthur Smith hate wagon is is, is rolling. It is. It and is. That's, like, that's it's left the station. Chugga, 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 that's a pretty hard. I mean, they scored 29 versus the Colts, by the way. Just letting you know. Just... That's fine. And they have failed to score 10 points in only three games this year. It doesn't feel like that. Yeah, it feels like you're disrespecting them. I think this is yeah, an easy Atlanta plus three. Just straightforward Atlanta plus three. Uh, fields make a mistake late. The offensive coordinator plays the game not to lose at the second half when the Bears are up. We've seen this game before. We've seen it plenty of times with the Bears. Atlanta plus three is the play. No, it's not. We shall see. Okay, next up for me is the Los Angeles Rams at the New York Giants. That's not, that, that over. Was, that, that yeah, is, that is. That's it like the bottom like of my list. Yeah. So was the the Atlanta wait, Chicago. Wait, who? Who's next for you? Next for me is the Los Angeles Rams and the New York Giants. Here it is. It is at like bottom. Okay, go on. Okay. Over under forty two points. Rams favored by six. We currently have no word on who the starting QB for the Giants will be this past week. Tommy DeVito got benched at the half by Tyrod Taylor. Retired Taylor. Yeah. yeah. Taylor threw a couple of touchdowns. No, led a couple of touchdowns on two drives while he was playing QB. I think it might be Tyrod Taylor playing again. Regardless, I don't think it really makes a difference. Give me the Rams minus six. Just give me them like... old giants. Okay. You are hell bent on just going against me this week. Yep. Alrighty. So my next game is Miami at Baltimore. And Baltimore is favored by four. You know what? Give me Baltimore. I want them to get that one seed. All right. Give me Baltimore as well. I think this is a team that will will do what is needed to take get Miami the out, of their, of, the the, out of their rhythm. They won't lose in their first game. Baltimore has Baltimore has a team full of full of players. Like even Jadavian Clowney is playing pretty well for the Ravens. And he I'm is. a pretty big anti Clowney fan. Anti-clowny. Yeah, I'm in that wagon. All right. Next up, it's the Carolina Panthers at the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jaguars are seven-point favorites. Over-under is 38 points. And I am pretty sure that Trevor Lawrence might finally miss a game. It feels like... He always has something. Right now, I believe it's an ankle sprain of sorts, if I'm not mistaken. I can double-check that. But I think this is an injury that he finally has to miss a game. That's the reports that I've heard, at least. Yeah, no, he has a sprained shoulder. My bad. Uh, he has a sprained shoulder. So I, I, I don't believe 
there's any way that he plays. It's his throwing shoulder as well. Yep. So, yeah, I think this might be CJ Bathard. And with the way that the Panthers are playing now, this might have been just because they faced Green Bay. But this was the first game that I saw in which Bryce Young actually looked like the guy that I expected him to look. He played pretty well, and he had some pretty great throws. Yeah. This is We've talked about this before with Bryce. I wanted, uh, I'm okay with the bad season. I want to see some wild throws, and I finally saw some of those with Bryce. So give me the Carolina Panthers plus seven. I really don't have a problem with Bryce. I just think that the Panthers' offensive line is atrocious. So, and I'm just gonna say before you go, upset of the week. Carolina wins the game. All right. Well, you convinced me then. I'm gonna go with the Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> You're backing CJ Bathard to go against the curse. Yes. I like it. I like it. Okay, next up for me is the New Orleans Saints at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Buccaneers favored by three, over under 42.5. I saw most of the Thursday night football game from Derek Carr. Derek Carr was absolutely atrocious. There's no way that I can pick him against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Even though Mike Evans is slated for his, his matchup, his annual matchup that he has twice a year, um, with Marshawn Lattimore. Even though he's going to get lit up, give me the Buccaneers minus three. I just can't back your boy Derek Carr because he looks absolutely atrocious, man. Give me the Saints. Oh, my God. This is the, the final blow to the Saints this, playoff desperation. This is, this, is, this is the comeback. The comeback is on. No, the comeback right. is off, man. It, it's just done. All right, so that's this is kind of shocking. My next one is the Raiders at Colts. Yes. The Colts, believe it or not, are favored by three after the Raiders just beat the Kansas City Chiefs. Maybe it's the emotional high. Maybe I'm not being illogical about this, but give me the Raiders. Yeah, this it feels like the Colts defense, although it has been playing a tad better, Whenever they face backup or, like, not that good QBs, they just get destroyed. So this might be the game in which Hayden O'Connell looks better than he actually is. So give me the Las Vegas Raiders as well, plus three. Easy enough call there for me. Finally, the Tennessee Titans at the Houston Texans. Last 1 p.m. game. The Texans are three and a half point favorites. Over under is 42 and a half. I believe C.J. Stroud is going to be back. He has missed two games with a concussion. I can't see it missing yet another one, although the concussion was pretty violent, I will say. And if Stroud is back, I'll take Houston minus three. Oh, I was going to take Houston minus three and a half, but Tennessee got heavily, heavily destroyed by Texans when they faced a couple weeks ago. So I'm not sure if I'm not leading Tennessee. Because now they have Ryan Tannehill at the helm. But Wait, since Will Levis Levis might gone? Be... I'm not sure if he's gone. I was going to say. But I, since I'm not sure that Will Levis is going to be out this game. He was out versus Seattle. And Tannehill, although he didn't play that good, he had a few throws that were pretty okay. But if Will Levis is back, 
I don't trust him versus his defense, so I think it's better to play it safe and just take Houston minus three and a half. Houston wins it late with a field goal, I think. That doesn't cover. But no, no, no. Fine. They are like they are like a winning by one point, and then they kick a field goal. They win by four or five, and then uh, Tennessee can't do anything. Basically, that's where I'm trying to go. Give me the. That's Titans. the narrative. Give me the Titans. All right. I we might see another touchdown pass from Derrick Henry. If Will That's Levis the single there. most effective play that they have. The Derrick Henry touchdown pass. Okay. Next up for me, later slate. It's the afternoon slate. Pittsburgh Steelers at the Seattle Seahawks. The Seahawks are three and a half point favorites. Over under is 41 and a half. And... Just give me the Seahawks. I think we win it late, to be honest. So, yeah. Seattle, minus three and a half. Give it to me. I think this is just an emotional pick. We need to win the game to keep being in the the playoff race. We are currently in the seventh seed. So, it is what it is. We made Mason Rudolph a thing. It's your turn to, to make Mason Rudolph a thing. Give me the Steelers, three and a half. All right. Oh, right around no. right. Oh, yes. Uh, my next game is the Cincinnati Bengals at the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, the Chiefs are favored by seven. You know what? Seven points for this offense is a lot of fucking points. Give me the Bengals. Browning has another 300-yard game. Hopefully, he doesn't have another three interceptions. And Kansas City actually has to put up points with their offense. Give me the Give me the Bengals. Yeah, I'm going with the Bengals as well. I just can't pick the Chiefs to cover a touchdown, basically, with any yeah. team right now. Yeah, it's just way too much for an offense that just isn't working right now. Okay. Second to last game for me here. The Los Angeles Chargers. And it feels like we're missing games. It's like there's no Monday night football game this next week. Kind of crazy. Yeah. But it's the Los Angeles Chargers at the Denver Broncos. The Chargers, uh, the Broncos are five point favorites over under 39 and a half. Could be a flex thing. Uh, maybe. Let me check here if there's, like, anything. No, it really shows that there's no Monday Night Football games. That's really okay. weird. I was just curious. Okay, go on, sorry. Okay. Um, this is a tough game. Like, Broncos lost in a very embarrassing way versus the, the Patriots. Like, looking at Sean Payton's face, it just looks like he is about done with Russell Wilson. It's just he's done with him. Wouldn't shock me. And I'm starting to see the discussion about him being cut to save money in 2025. When that happens, it's never good. The Broncos looked out there for a minute, but now the Chargers with the new coaching looking a bit better. Still, this is still a team that is terrible versus a team that still has some sort of playoff aspirations. So give me the Broncos minus five. Oh, man. 
Oh my god, you have to pick them. I mean, to be frank, they gave you a win last week. Yep, give me the Chargers. Apparently, they're done hurting me. Mm, I wouldn't say that based on a weak thing, but here we are. This guy. Okay. Final game of the week to you. Yep, last game of the week. Green Bay Packers and Minnesota Vikings. The Justin Jefferson opium in this one is just off the chains. Minnesota favored by a point and a half. Give me the the give me the Packers. I think they win this one outright. I think I'm gonna have to go with you. But if there's one game that I'm really, really struggling to pick is this one. Cause it's like the Packers defense. The Packers defense is a stro is atrocious, man. It's like I saw a tweet a couple a couple minutes it's ago been actually. Yeah, it's like uh yeah, there it is. The Packers defense the last three weeks has given up sixty two out of eighty five passes, what eight hundred and fifty one yards passing, seven touchdowns, no interceptions, seventy two point nine completion percentage, QB rating of one thirty two point zero, and the QBs are DeVito, Mayfield, and Bryce Young. Hmm. Just Man. So what, you're is, so what you're saying is having someone on, especially someone key on the Minnesota offense uh, might win people a championship this week? Could be. Could be just that. Let me tell you. Okay. I think I'm going to have to go against our guy, man. I'm going to go with Minnesota minus one and a half. I think this is just okay. too big of a game for for the youngest team in the league. And just the defense can't hold up anything. I think even if it's just Jefferson, if even if Addison is out, because we've known, we've reported it early that Hawkinson will be out. Even if it's just Justin Jefferson, I still don't think the defense can stop him. So yeah, give me Give me Minnesota minus one and a half. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. And since you were talking about fantasy football. Uh, um, no, 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 no. I, I got something that. for you. I got something okay. for you. I got, okay. I got one question. This or that, except it's only one thing. Are you ready, Alex? Okay. To close it out. Would you, would you rather have a first round pick or a championship? <laughs> Take your time. Now, if it was a guaranteed championship, of course it's the championship. But you can't guarantee me one. Can you guarantee me a championship? It's fantasy. It's fantasy. Nothing's guaranteed. Uh, uh, see, see. <laughs> I'll, I'll do you this one. I'll do you this one. And I, I'm not sure if we can even do the trade because I think we have shut it down a few times. But we'll do this one. I'll trade you Chase and the first round pick that you're talking about for Jefferson. But if I don't win the championship, you send the first back. Wow. <laughs> wow. See? See? I mean, that would guarantee the championship. Okay. I'll be the first to guarantee Are you the ready for this one? What? I will do it if that pick is the 102. 
Oh, no, 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 no. I wouldn't just assume that. <laughs> oh, no, no. No, 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 no. Now he has skin in the game. Now Alex has no, skin in the yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I've made it through the finals. For those of you who have been keeping up with me, so, the unlikely playoff run is happening, and I've made it to the finals. So and Angelo has said in the, in the chat last week that uh, I should trade for Jefferson for the first um otherwise i wouldn't win basically no you i think you said something along the lines of uh you should trade for it to to win this week and i said i don't think it would make a difference to trade for him or not which i was right about it didn't make a difference because i won um and i wouldn't uh, wouldn't have changed anything in the result if i traded for him you would have won by more oh yeah win better, alex. That win better yeah. alex that's what alex sorry. telling nfl team Win better. Yeah. Maybe I'm just a fraud, man. Maybe I'm just a fraud. And now I'm in the finals. And uh, I mean, I'm not sure if I have the better odds to win. I haven't checked that. What you're saying is 1.02 or a championship, Alex takes the 1.02. That's that's what what I just heard. That's what I just heard. That's what I just heard. The dynasty alive. That's what I just heard. The 1.02, yes. That's what I just heard. Funny that I actually never outscored Link <laughs> in the playoffs so far. Yeah, you didn't expect that curveball. You didn't expect that curveball. Yeah, I, I, I did not. <laughs> Meanwhile, Angelo is in the finals of the one four, uh, one seven, uh, 217. My bad. I am in the toilet championship. Yes. Whoever wins that one gets the 270. So, is there much we can talk about Dynasty as far as... Because, honestly, it's championship week for most teams. If you haven't already already decided your champion. Yeah. So. uh, I mean, there's there's not much to talk about. Yeah, most leagues have the trade deadline already passed. You know, most sane leagues. But... Yeah. Yeah, you really can't do much at this point. It's just like you yeah. ride your players and you earn or lose. If you have to trade that line open, you just go knock on the doors of some of the guys that got eliminated, with, which I'm doing yeah, right like now. like the Justin Jefferson owner. <laughs> now, I actually knocked on the owner of Travis Kelsey because I think Kelsey will have a pretty strong championship game versus the Bengals, who are the worst team at covering the tight end, if I'm not mistaken. So I went and knocked on his door because that's... Uh, Huh? Yeah? What did Give he it? say? Oh. oh, he hasn't answered yet. Aww. Eventually. Eventually, I'll get in touch. After the championship year. After the, de- after the championship, of course, yeah. And yeah, we shall see what happens. I'm in the finals for the first time in, I want to say, six years. I'm back in the finals. Seven and seven. Versus the fifth overall seed. You are, you are, you are. What you gonna do? Exactly. What you gonna do? Pressure's on, Alex. Heartbreak ensuing. It's, it's, I mean, I want to believe that the heartbreak is back on the menu. I'm just trying to be positive. And as I said on the league chat, and I'll end with this, job's not finished. Job's not finished. Job's not finished. That's, that's, that, that's the name of the episode. Job's not finished. That's the mantra this this year. 
Since I did, since I entered the playoffs, it's job not finished. Job's not, job's finished. not finished. Job's not finished. Job's finished. Job's not finished. Nope, not for Alex. All Maybe right. in a week I'll come in here and I'll say, job's finished. Maybe. Maybe. We shall see. What's to do if you win? Uh, I'm not even sure. I haven't even thought about it. Even, um, even you know, ignoring the logistical hell that's going to be getting you a championship belt or a trophy. Like, do you just, like, sell the whole team in jubilation? Uh, if I had the picks, like the future picks, probably, but I don't. So I think I will have okay. to be a bit more careful with it. But yeah, if I had the twenty twenty five picks, oh for sure, I would sell off the farm. It's like, it's like Thanos going to his old house. It's just like he achieved. Now everything. I sit down. That, now I, I sit down. World. Yeah. Now I, I just universe sit down. Yeah. Just sit down and enjoy it. But yeah, in a week we will know. And I think that might be the episode. I think it might. Okay. You do the outro, Alex, you're better. As I said, job's not finished. Uh, okay, so as Angelie usually likes to say, there's a nice little donate button there that you can click to help us out. If you're listening on the podcast or Spotify app, just leave us a five-star review, please. Just subscribe to the show. Uh, turn on the auto-download as well. That really helps. Uh, if you're listening on the YouTube, usual, just leave us a like, subscribe, um, leave us a comment as well, turn on the notifications, and as Ren has mentioned, uh, for Angelo to say, if you if you can, give a listen to the one-year episode that it's coming out on, is it January 1st, right, Angelo? January 1st, that's a Monday. January 1st, Monday. You have the one-year special, which I'm not a part of, but you can listen to people taking a jab on me and saying derogatory comments against me, saying that I took advantage of them when they were young. Regarding fantasy. Regarding fantasy football. Regarding fantasy football. FYA. Have a nice year, everyone. We won't talk to you again until the New Year's. So enjoy. Have some night. I don't think so. Really? That doesn't sound right. Hold on. Let's see. Calendar. Calendar. Oh, my God. It is right. It is right. right. Next week, for like a week from now, we will be recording the second episode. We should be recording the fantasy football episode, probably. No. Um, So, yeah. We'll be recording week 18. No, no, no. Oh, no, right no, no, no. We usually record Monday. Monday was just Christmas. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. But we now now this Monday, this Monday might be uh, like New Year's. So we need to check on the logistics on that. This Monday is but, New Year's, by the way. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we might need to check on that. But you'll hear from us next year. Be sure of that. We are here to stay. But you won't hear from us anymore this year, guys. So, happy holidays. Happy New Year, everyone. Enjoy. Stay safe. And talk to you guys next year.